Well, if it's Sunday, it's time for Mile High Magazine. Glad you're here this morning. Hope you're having a good start to your day. I am Murphy Houston. And joining us first thing this morning is Tracy Rudd, the State Director of Colorado Kids Belong. Tracy, thanks for coming to Mile High Magazine. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, we're going to learn something here today. Every time I talk to somebody such as yourself that heads a a state position or any kind of position, I seem like I learn so much. And I'm sure our listeners are going to feel the same way this morning about what kids, Colorado Kids Belongs really is. Can you explain what that is and how it works? Yeah, we are an organization that works to partner with the government, um, with businesses and with faith communities to really work to change the experience and outcomes for kids in foster care. Often I boil it down to we advocate for kids in foster care by bringing the community along. Well, that's a big deal. I didn't know that kind of a thing actually existed. And how did you get involved with this? How did you begin with Colorado Kids Belong? Yeah, it was about seven years ago that my brother um, had been in a conversation and learned about the fact that there's a foster care crisis going on. And when he told me that there were kids aging out of foster care, it blew my mind, totally broke my heart, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I started looking into ways to get involved. Um, My brother's family went ahead and got certified to do foster care. So my husband and I did the training so that we could be a support to them and help them as they were doing foster care. And then I continued to do research and look for ways to get involved so that I could help change that situation. It broke my heart that kids were aging out of foster care with nobody to belong to. And eventually I learned more about America's Kids Belong, which is the organization that Colorado Kids Belong is a part of, and just started bugging them, seeing if I could volunteer and get involved. And one thing led to another, and I got to join the team about three years ago. Well, congratulations for your perseverance to both you and your brother. My goodness. You know, some people hear the stories and go, man, that's really too bad. What can I do to help? And they might donate money or or, or talk to somebody. I don't know. But look what you've done. Congratulations. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's been an amazing journey. Um, My brother's family, they've fostered several children and they ended up adopting um, a little boy that they fostered for four years. And um, it was pretty cool to get to be with them on that journey and help support them and stuff. And then eventually my husband and I had not planned to do foster care ourselves, but we went ahead and got certified because part of what our organization does is make films, videos of kids that need adopted. So when they've been in foster care, and their parental rights have been terminated, and nobody is saying that they plan to adopt them, and they're, they're called waiting kids. And there's around 400 kids in Colorado that are waiting kids. And I went to a video shoot, the very first one that I was directing, and there was a teenage boy there that day that I left with him on my heart, and I told my husband, oh. I think I met a boy that belongs in our family. And he's oh. like, what? God, God, you're choking me up here. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a so, gr- great story in itself. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. So a year after meeting him at one of our video shoots, he became our son officially. So you adopted him? Yep, we oh, did. C- congratulations. And how's that working? Oh, it's it's a journey. Yeah, like, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. He and I just had a, a great conversation on the way to school this morning, just talking about um, the highs and the lows and the craziness of learning to to bond together and stuff. It's hard for him and hard for us, but it's also really, really special. Yeah. Patience pays off. A little prayer now and then pays off. And in the long run, it'll be a wonderful, wonderful situation. But I got to ask if, Tracy, if you wouldn't mind clearing up the difference between Mm -hmm. fostering and adopting. I don't know if everybody knows that, but uh, you can probably explain it best. Yeah. 
So, I mean, there, there's adoption that everybody knows about when you do private adoption, whether it be domestic, stateside, or international. But in foster care, um, if, if a child is in foster care, the goal of foster care is for them to be re- reunited with their parents. If that is not successful and can't happen, and therefore the judge, a judge, um, terminates parental rights, then that child needs adopted because they, they now are in a situation where they don't have parents. And our hope would be that whatever family has been fostering them would be able to adopt them. Right. But that doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes there's, there's multiple things involved of why maybe it wouldn't work out that way. And the sad stories that we hear about kids that um, bounce around from home to home in foster care, it's real. And um, often I've met many kids that they've bounced around for a few years, um, sometimes more than a few. Yeah. And then they're in this place where they need adopted. So um, in order to do that, though, adopt a child from foster care, you have to get foster certified. And then you technically foster for six months at least, and then you can petition the court to adopt the child. Yeah, you brought up a good point, Tracy, though, because I've heard those stories, too. And I would imagine most of our listeners have about some children getting bumped from foster family to foster family. Mm -hmm. Why does that happen? I mean, you would think once they're with a foster family, they're there until maybe they get adopted. Yeah, Um, and that would be my hope for sure is that kids don't have to move around. And sadly, a lot of families... Um, are not prepared um, to foster and to keep fostering for a long time because they don't have a great support system. And when you're fostering, it's, it's hard work. There's, there's multiple layers of um, appointments that you typically have to go to um, when a child is still um, a part of the, the reunification process. There's visitations that are happening. Um, there's therapy appointments. There's legal appointments, all these things. So you're not just taking on caring for this child and tucking them in at night and taking them to school. You're also taking on this whole system of things that are going on. And then also kids that have experienced trauma often have, I mean, it's hard to imagine, or it's not hard to imagine in some ways, but a child that all of a sudden is in a different home, like yeah. that itself is traumatic. I'll bet. And so there's behaviors that come along with that, that sometimes kids basically try to self-sabotage and push people away. And it's, it's hard. Yeah. And so those families need lots of support around them so they can continue can continue to keep fostering for a long time and it's the statistics are nearly 50% of families that get certified to do foster care quit within the first year oh boy nationwide um, because of a lack of support You're and right. that's part of what we want to help change is we want those families that go ahead and step up and open their hearts and homes we want them to be supported by their community to feel like they're seen and that they're supported by businesses, churches, synagogues, um, the whole community. Like, how cool right. would it be if a, a neighborhood is aware and just wraps around a family, brings a meal when they know they have a new kid in their home or offers to help with childcare and just helps them feel supported? Yeah, exactly. And I, I would imagine the challenge is really hard. If you have biological children and then you step up to foster a child, how difficult would that be? Yeah, I mean, everybody's journey is a little bit different, but often it is when you're you're blending kids together. It is, right, right. It is an interesting process um, for for all the kids involved. But most of the stories I hear are are beautiful of families that when they do open their hearts and home, that the kids that are already in that home, um, basically, their the, the size of their heart grows. Also, you oh, know, they end great. up realizing yeah. we can do hard things and we can care for people and. I've seen a lot of times that 
those kids that have been foster brother or sister to other kids, um, it's like they're less selfish. You know, they see the world through different eyes and um, I've seen really good things happen. What a life experience that is for those children, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. It really is. So kind of run down, what's the current state of foster care in Colorado? Yeah, there are around 4,000 kids in foster care in Colorado. Um, The numbers go up and down just depending on time of year and stuff like that. But we've been kind of on an average of 4,000 right now. And um, there's, there's quite a few people that have stepped up to do foster care. And really, I would say there's almost enough foster parents for the little kids. Yes. The place where I hear over and over that there's not enough is people that are opening their homes to older kids, to 10 years and older, and then also to kids with special needs or to sibling groups. Um, so we definitely need more families to get involved, to be open to caring for those older kids, sibling groups, and kids with special needs. That's a huge need right now. Sometimes kids end up um, definitely bouncing around from place to place or, yeah, just really hard stuff if they if we don't have enough families ready to support these kids. So explain to how this works. Uh, by the way, we're talking with uh, Tracy Rudd, the state director of Colorado Kids Belong. If you're fostering a child, and let's say you become connect- connected and things are going well, but you're not sure about adopting, but another family can say, oh, we'd like to adopt him, and then that child moves on and gets adopted by another family? Mm-hmm. Boy, that's got to yeah. be a challenge to the foster family if they're really kind of attached well, and, and typically, the typical thing would be that that family would get offered first. Like if, if parental rights have been terminated and there's no kinship, right. um, no relation to this child right. that is um, available to, to care for them, then typically the, the current foster parents get asked, like, are you a permanent option for this child um, if it's going well and stuff? So they get that chance. Right. But I, I do I have friends that they had fostered these little girls and um, – it came down to time to, to make that decision, and they just really felt like they weren't the, the right long-term home for these girls. And crazy, amazing thing, um, she called her friend to talk to her about it, and her friend was like, oh, I've been wondering, and we want to adopt them if you're not. Oh, my. The friends that already knew the girls, <laughs> like had a relationship with them, oh. um, they were the ones that got certified and adopted them. So kind of cool that it was a connected thing, and it was the girls didn't go to complete strangers. Yeah. There was already a relationship there. That's a great story. That's a great story. Yeah. You know, and a question some folks that are listening right now, again, if they're thinking, man, maybe we could try that. But, you know, we already have a couple of kids, or our finances aren't straight. Do they get some financial aid if they become foster parents? Yeah, foster parents, when you're fostering and you have a child placed in your home, you get a stipend. So you get reimbursed after a child has been in your home for whatever days that they're in your home each month. Um, yeah, the the government and definitely helps out in that way. And is that state and federal government both helping out? Um, state, state, I'm pretty sure, is yep. where it breaks down. Colorado, yeah, like in Colorado, right. you get certified by your county or by a private organization. So I got certified by a specific county so, um, okay. so that we could adopt Nathan. And so... Yeah, it was through the county that we got paid. Well, that works. That's nice. So if someone, let's say, isn't in a position to foster themselves uh, taking on a child, what can they do to help? What can they do to get involved? Almost maybe like you did. Yeah, I think it's super awesome when people step up and get involved. I I strongly believe that everybody has a role to play. Um, 
we're launching a new program here in Colorado called Foster Friendly, and I think it's going to be an awesome tool for the community get, to get involved. We envision seeing whole communities become foster friendly, where um, businesses can offer discounts to families that are fostering just to help. Not that somebody needs 10% off at the ice cream shop, but it just feels good when sure. you're when you're valued in that way. Sure. Um, and then also for uh, faith communities to do, we have several different programs that faith communities can do where they do something like creating wraparound teams that support families that are fostering or parent night out events, things like that. Um, and so through this foster friendly program that we're launching, we actually have a mobile app that we're it's already been soft launch in Colorado, so people could go and download it right now from the app store it's called Foster Friendly. Um, and it's a place where these businesses then can apply to offer these discounts and be foster friendly. And um, faith communities can offer things on there. So as a foster parent, they can look at the geolocation tool on that app and see what's near them to oh. support them. That's a cool I'm thing. We're excited about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. Well, um, tell us. Also, we're go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask. <laughs> tell us the app again. What's the name of the app? Foster Friendly. And it's in the App Store right now. It is in the App Store. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And yeah. So we're also working um, to partner with other nonprofits that are supporting families that are doing foster care and kids in foster care. So. Um, a foster family could also look up and see like, oh, there's a cl- clothing closet nearby and I need to go get new clothes for this kid that just moved into my home and has nothing. Okay. Um, or organizations that offer equine therapy or different things like that. So hopefully becoming a source, a platform for lots of support for foster families and even spreading more awareness, the more that businesses are even getting involved and sticking our foster friendly sticker in the window. Oh, that's cool. Hopefully more people are going to be like, oh, What's this about? And he'll learn <laughs> yeah. that we need more people to get involved yeah. in supporting these families. Great idea. You must have a website people could check out, don't you? Yes, we do. Um, you can go to cokidsbelong.org. Say it again, please. Yeah. Cokidsbelong.org. Great job. Tracy Rudd, I love your passion about what you're doing for oh. foster children in Colorado. And what you've done, you're not uh, talking the walk, you're walking the walk. And uh, con- yeah. congratulations on that. Good job. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Tracy Rudd, State Director, Colorado Kids Belong on Mile High Magazine. Now, don't go away. We'll take a little break and we'll be right back.